Yes, it's a Science Patrol, your Ultraman podcast. And now the hosts of Science Patrol, Rich Conroy and Pat Rooney. Hello and welcome to the Science Patrol, your Ultraman podcast. My name is Rich Conroy. With me as always, the lovely and talented Mr. Patrick. Hey everybody, how are you? Pat, you've got some weird mad scientist eyebrows going on on only yeah, half your head. <laughs> the funny thing is it's only on the your left. So like... Mm. I've got to get a haircut, and they usually trim the brows when they're doing that. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Yeah, yeah. You go to where my dad goes in the Keyport. I just Cal- go to Benz's in downtown I've never been to Benz's. What do they charge for a haircut? Uh, I want to say 15 It's not bad. They charge 25 <laughs> at my dad's place. And for yeah. some reason, he is perfectly fine paying that. Well, I mean, it's an easy walk for him, so I can't really argue. Yeah, I took him after after his uh, podiatrist appointment the other day. So, oh, actually, nothing's really an easy walk for him anymore, sadly. Oh, but, really? Uh, yeah, oh, he's, he's like, I don't want to walk all the way down there. And I'm like, yeah, I know, I know. Well, it's so, three below zero. I mean, it's freezing out there, that, so that I understand. Yeah. So, we, no, we went took him to the podiatrist on Friday, and then uh, went and uh, I was like, hey, do you want a haircut? He was like, oh, my God, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, you have to picture it's like three guys with full tattoo sleeves. Right, of course. Right? And they're playing like melodic hardcore and they're like, Rick! And then he comes in like, <laughs> pretty great. That's cool attack. Yeah, it's pretty great. Uh, oh. So, uh, folks, just so you know, as we're recording, it is Valentine's Day. Yes, happy Valentine's Day. We, oh, happy happy Valentine's ladies. Day, my friend. Um, uh, so, uh, with, of course, that means uh, ignore our loved ones and record a podcast. As, yeah, as one does. <laughs> My and wife they, is quite well aware we're not ever doing anything for Valentine's Day because it's always a nut house in every restaurant. Every oh, restaurant. that's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there's nothing there. You can't do that. That's, that's crazy. No. Though and every year now, I threaten them, we're going to White Castle because ah. <laughs> they take reservations. They have table service. You've told me this one. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm doing it. One of these days, I'm doing it. One of these years. Yeah, and she's what I like, usually oh. do is the weekend before, weekend after, you know, right. a couple of days in the year, I take her out for her Valentine's Day, so right. that way she can say, "Well, at least he tried." I know yeah. I can't do anything <laughs> with our kids. Tried. <laughs> <laughs> she knows we can't go anywhere with our kids on Valentine's Day because it's yeah. gonna be loud. It's going to be obnoxious. Yep. She doesn't want to yep. have to deal with it. So, nope. somewhere near it. Yeah, that's smart. Yes, smart. <laughs> no, we gave we gave we gave Melina a little present this morning. She's like, I thought we weren't exchanging. I'm like, I don't see an exchange. I see me giving you a gift. Here, take it. <laughs> Which I would not have done had Shout Factory not been having a sale. So oh. like I happen to see a, a title that she really, really likes, which is Death Becomes Her. And, oh, okay. uh, that's a cool movie. Yeah, it's a great movie. And they put out a really nice Blu-ray edition that beats the hell out of the old DVD. So okay. it's like, all right, we'll get that. I hey. saw someone on Reddit posted like, hey, Scream Factory, which is Shout Factory's horror label, is having a big sale. I want somebody posted under it. I can't afford to save any more money right now. <laughs> That's usually the way it is. They're like, oh, come on. <laughs> yeah, a bunch of labels just started having it. I think the Warner Archive is going to have a sale soon, which is, that's a great sale. It's four for 44. Oh, that's not terrible at all. I so have you to get four. Oh, yeah. Four there's, four and they have yeah. really good stuff. Like they have the Tex Avery Screwball Classics releases. Um, uh, the first Hammer Frankenstein they just released in a beautiful, <coughs> excuse me, um, a beautiful set. Like it's the first time it's been color corrected in years. Um, 
Which, which, which Hammer Frankenstein is that? I'm sorry, I missed that one. Balls. It's uh, Frankenstein Must Be Destroyed, maybe? No, it's not Frankenstein Must Be oh, Destroyed. I don't it's, know. Uh, one that I have the, the, These are the Hammer ones. These are not the universal Not the universal ones. Okay. Right. Well, that's um, fine. First Hammer. How about two M's in Hammer? <laughs> Frankenstein. There yeah, we that's go. a tough one. You would get... But it's good because if you put uh, the Curse of Frankenstein, May second, nineteen fifty-seven. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I haven't seen it. So Peter yeah. Cushing and yeah, it's it's real. It's a it's a good. It's a good. Um, what's not? It's the also Hammer's first color horror film and first of its Frankenstein series. Okay. Um, what's really great though is they put it out in three aspect ratios, so you can get the really widescreen one, right? And you get the one if you saw it in England, which was matted differently. Uh, or if you saw it on in second run theaters in the United States, they matted it was matted yet a different way. And in the third way, if you saw it on television, it was matted yet a third way. Oh, good Lord. So they were like, you know what? We think it's important that people have the nostalgia of how they originally saw it. So, so we're, we're going to do it all. We're going to do it in three different in three different aspect, aspect ratios. ratios. Yeah, I thought okay. that was pretty great. That's interesting. That was, yeah, I thought that was really nice. So um, yeah, they put. I listened to the. Uh, the um, Warner Archive podcast, and they talk about like what the, all the restoration they've done on certain titles, and oh, okay. yeah, Warner Archive okay. is a lot of really obscure stuff um, that you would think is not going to get a physical media release, and then you're like, uh, Blu-ray, sure, great, thank you. You know, <laughs> they did Jackie Chan's Mister Nice Guy, and they did the extended original Hong Kong cut instead of the. Instead oh, of the, the American cut, yeah, but the American <laughs> cut is available as a bonus feature on the Blu-ray. So yeah, if they just cut if, out the Hong Kong stuff. That's easy. Well, that's really like it's edited differently. Like, oh, really? Some of the stuff is sequenced differently. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Oh, yeah, it's a whole different thing. It's a whole different thing, babe. Ah, so, I don't know. So let's get to uh, our Ultra Q episode eight: The Terror of the Sweet Honey. Yes. Which is what my wife calls me coincidentally. On the Sweet Honey? Or the, the, terror the, terror the, the Terror of the Sweet Honey. <laughs> she uses the whole title. <laughs> um, air date is 2-20-1966, directed by Koji Kajada. Tetsuo Kinjo is our screenplay. And Keiji Kawakami is our special skill director. So um, it takes place uh, at the beginning. Our cold open is at uh, Mount Isa, and there is a... Uh, greenhouse being vandalized basically which is a really nice greenhouse i mean just on a complete aside i really like the yeah. greenhouse if i had yeah. that kind of money i'd get myself to that kind of greenhouse who wouldn't exactly. i mean come on like it's beautiful um it, it's it's at one point we were looking at a house in uh down by trenton hamilton i guess it was or no maybe okay. it was in trenton proper but it was on the like it was yeah, really beautiful. It was this beautiful, like, corner lot. It was super affordable. And it had, not only did it have a big old greenhouse on it, but it had a guest house in it. Ooh. So, like, my parents could have moved in. Right. right. Like, it was a nice two-bedroom little guest cottage. The, big, the main house was pretty big and whatnot. It was in decent shape. Um, it was affordable. And I was like, this kids is, you know the old, if it's too good to be true, it's too good to be true. Yeah, right. that's because like a block and a half away, it was cracked down. <laughs> <It's> just, uh, 
Yeah. I gotcha. And I was yeah. like, there we go. Now I know why. Yeah. Like, yeah. you did the old Google Street View, like, on a block over, and it was just like, everything's boarded up. And I'm like, ah, now yeah. I know why. That makes complete <laughs> sense. That does make sense. Yeah. Beautiful uh, house, though. I was like, a greenhouse, I can do my bonsai. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Trish was just looking up the records of this house and, you know, how mm. different people that bought it and all that. And she was noting that the people that lived here just before us lived here for three years and what they made off of the sale of the house. And then yeah. I pointed out to her, yeah, the reason they could make that is the same reason I could make the money I made off my apartment. Right. Everything was going the boom. sky high. Right. Yeah. That, that's like, not happening oh, yeah. right now. Okay. <laughs> that is not happening right now. No. Yeah. No. I mean, things are going up slowly. Yeah. But slowly. Yeah. Anyhow, there's this, uh, you see a night watchman. And he's like, oh, what's going on? There's somebody smashing up the greenhouse. And um, it's like, uh, we cut to our, our really nicely filmed uh, opening. Yeah. Which I enjoyed. I yeah. Very well done. Very, um, very well done. And then June, Yuriko, and Ipe and uh, Dr. Ichitani visit the laboratory na- near Mount Isa to learn more about the experiments of a research named, uh, research named Kimura. Right. Kimura has developed a special nutrient called honey zillion, um, which he has fed to colonies of bees. And they show right. them this giant freaking bee. That was a decent-sized <coughs> bee. Yes. Yeah. That's not something you want to mess with. No, that was a decent prop. I did yeah. like that. Yeah. And then Ipe is like, oh, is it? Well, here's my favorite part of that whole thing. Is they're like, oh, yeah, this great honey is like. Um, you Super have powerful. This, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the honey, it's honey jelly, and that's what it is. They, they yeah. write it a couple of different ways in this thing. So they're like, oh, the honey jelly is great, and blah, blah, blah. And this is what we feed to them. They get real big, et cetera, et cetera. And, and then he's just he pours himself some on his hand. <laughs> the doctor's like, dumb skull. That's like super concentrated. You have to dilute it like a hundred times and you don't know what's going to do to you. <laughs> yeah. And, and then like he goes and just takes a swig of what is presumed to be water out of a bottle in a laboratory. Right, and then, that- oh, let, let me just, let me just explain this again of an unmarked clear liquid in a laboratory setting. Uh-huh. I thought the same thing. Yeah, that's not poison at all. Nope. Yeah. Nope. nope. That's that not couldn't any be kind of acid or nope. <laughs> just liquid LSD because the guy needs a side hustle. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> guy's like, I gotta fund this research somehow. You know, and he's printing yeah, exactly. out little he's printing out sheets of acid tabs. <laughs> <laughs> well, it could be, you don't uh, know. It could be. It could be. Good lord. So they're they're, they're following uh, the incident of vandalism at the greenhouse. They're like, well, how could this have happened? Blah, blah, blah. Um, what's really great is that um, the beginning we see them flying in a plane over the best miniature train I oh, think yeah. I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, it Absolutely was nice phenomenal. cuts between an actual train I don't think and those a miniature. I don't think any of that wasn't miniature. Well, the guy leaning out of oh, the Oh, well, yes, that car. part, yeah. But that's all you ever see is the, the window, right? Right. Like, all you ever see is the window. That guy's leaning out of what I assume is a hunk of a train on the on the Toho lot. Okay. Right? I can so buy he's that. like, you know, he's in his little prop, his little, uh, he's set, as we his say, in the business. Yeah. Right. Um, 
and, and then uh, the rest is all miniatures because I think so. Very that, very well done. Then. Because when the thing derails, spoiler, um, it doesn't that was look a miniature. any worse than all of the other footage we've seen. Like right, right. The, what's great is how big that thing had to be because we're getting these great aerial shots of it. Right, and what <laughs> like, is, that is really amazing. What I figured was they just had a few different tracks because you only saw so much at any one time, and they just kept rebuilding it left, right, oh, and sideways. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it was. You know, they they had different sections of whatever put together, and but it's in, it, it was, was very well done. That I yeah. Then there was a landslide, which was also really well done. Yeah, and the train. Yes. Crashes crashed into, into it. because it was on the other side of the tunnel, coincidentally. Um, and uh, so, oh my gosh, you know, what's going to happen? Um, so the train derails that just really well shot. Like yes. the, the logs coming off of it and everything. Very well gravel cars. Yeah. It yeah. Was good stuff. That I give it. Yeah. yeah. For, I mean, especially for the time. You got to look at it back that way and say, wow, they, because you got to figure there's enough people into miniature trains yeah. that can figure what it's supposed to look like. Yeah. And they got a miniature train guy to do this. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, let's face it. This is all, you know, this miniatures, this is going to sound stupid, but no, miniatures were never bigger than they were back then. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you don't you don't do as much with them today as you would as you did back then. Like nobody was there wasn't there wasn't more of it being shot than there is right at this point. I think exactly, yeah. exactly. <sighs> so anyway, there and oh, hey, did you notice who our our lead scientist was? Doctor Colonel Sanders? No, no, not Doctor Colonel Sanders. He shows up as consulting scientist later. The guy no. who was uh, invented the honey the the. Honey no, jelly. I did not notice that. That's that's Mr. Hayata. Is that's it really? Hayata? Yeah. I did not notice that. Pat, I think, has face blindness. <laughs> no, it's not just that. you got to remember, we haven't seen the original Ultraman in four years, you say? Well, so I good forgot. Point. Yeah, you, know, you you're not grew wrong. up with it. You have to remember that. Yeah, he's stuck <laughs> in my head. That dreamy hunk. But... Uh, <laughs> But yeah, it was funny. It's not just face blindness. It's four years ago. I don't remember last week. This is true. <laughs> this is true. Um, and I don't know. Like, I think it's it's so pretty much so far we've seen all of the all of the science, science patrol except for uh, Arashi. So we haven't yes. seen Arashi, and we've seen Cap, but he shows up later in the uh, in the um, uh, the Kemer Manor. Broccoli Man or whatever he is. Episode. Whatever he was. Right, right. Yeah, with the with the carousel. He shows up in that. Yeah. But yeah, so I assume Arashi's going to be moseying his way through here. Somewhere some in the series, he'll be an extra, and you'll point it out, and I yeah. won't know. <laughs> <laughs> you'll say, do you know who that was? And I'll still go, uh, no. Of, of course I don't. <laughs> Why don't you tell everyone who knows other than me? Exactly. Yeah. So uh, I think it was really neat like, that they're like. Uh, I also think it's funny that they're storing the bees in a greenhouse instead of like, you know, hives. But you know, what do I know? I'm, I'm no Japanese well, horticulturist. 
they didn't actually say that the bees were in the greenhouse. So you could just kind of figure that the bees are just outside the greenhouse because you have to let bees go wherever the bees want to go. You would you think, yeah. Hunting. That's true. That's true. They got to work. They got to um, work. They got to do something. That's right. We got to <laughs> look. We're a union. We got to do something. Um, <laughs> so then, uh, my goodness, a giant mole appears. Now, I have to ask, what did you think of this giant mole suit? Because it's an obvious suit. Well, yeah. Half and half. Like, there's a couple of shots where you're like, oh, that's pretty, that's pretty effective. Yeah. And then there's a couple of shots where you're like, too much lighting, fellas. Too much lighting. Well, the too much lighting shots I didn't like. <coughs> and when you actually saw the back of the mole and you could see the guy's legs, that's when it didn't look good. When right. you just saw the front half. It was great. And it was great yeah. suit. But then when you saw his legs, you're like, oh, I feel bad for that guy. Well, oh, any, I feel bad for Any four-footed monsters at this point are kind of short-shrifted because, well, like... You look at even uh, even the Godzilla mo monsters like Anguilus, Baragon, any of the four the four legged dudes are just dudes crawling. Yeah, yeah. And that's the only thing you can do. Like occasionally, you would get some maniac stunt guy who'd be like, "No, I can do all," and he'll go on all fours. Like right. literally, he will back stand really arched very high. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's nothing else you can do about. It. Or if you build the suit out properly, it just looks like he's kind of tubby but yes. uh which is maybe what you want at some point uh the <laughs> mole which they don't actually name but his name is mongular sure, dun, sure. Dun, dun. <laughs> uh, so apparently the animal had eaten the larva bred on the honey jelly and, and it grew to a super size yeah of course so kimura um mr hayata blames himself for the tragedy when the monster wreaks havoc in a nearby village um yes so um, they discover, however, uh, that no, 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 it was Itami, the uh, Kimura's jealous colleague. He's like, no, you're gonna, you're gonna have to. Uh, this you, you've been too reckless with your, with your experiments, experiments. blah blah exactly. blah. And also, now, your girlfriend's real hot. What? I didn't say that. Who's <laughs> who said that? That's crazy. Exactly. Yeah. Now, did did this guy look like? prototypical bad guy wrinkly suit cigar here's the problem i had like um what's his name uh kimura has a nice lab coat on right right the other guy's lab coat doesn't look like a lab coat it looks like a house coat it it's like they ran coat but it was so wrinkled and so dirty that you but could the say, top okay. was pleated right here <laughs> it had pleats i right? didn't notice that i and just thought it we wrinkled. shoulders were kind of poofy and i'm like I don't think they had a lab coat that fit this guy properly. And they were like, what does wardrobe have? And they're like, well, this was from our production of Pirates of Penzance last year. And they were like, yeah, that's great. That'll work. But I don't want to be a pirate. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> like, it's not quite that, but it's a background one. It's not that puffy. Exactly. But yeah, or it looks like a nightgown from the horror of Dracula. Like... <laughs> It was a bit, but I mean, it was an obvious, this is our bad guy. Coach oh, yeah. is not as well tempted as our good guy. That's right. all it really was. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, it's revealed later that he's jealous and he's in love with the girl too. And he's like, oh, you're distracted because you're getting engaged. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <sighs> yeah. 
please. I get it. She's good looking. I get yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> I get it. So then they set up the giant mole disposal unit and bake sale, um, and at the village, and uh, are they uh, they're like, all right, well, well they go to the. Mole. <coughs> There's they a task force. Go to the mole cave, right? With the army. The molehole, if you will, yes. Yeah, the molehole. With the army, because, of course, the army has got to get involved in pretty much everything in this series at this point. Well, yeah. <sighs> Who else is going to fight him? Guy with the Cessna? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and, he handles the monster pretty good in the next one, but, you know. Yes. <laughs> you, there's only so much you can do with a giant mole, I suppose. But, I mean, the, the miniatures that they had for the military vehicles were really good looking. Yeah. I don't know where they get those quality miniatures i'm sure like you said they were very popular in they the build 60s. them they like they make they made their own stuff no i think this is stuff you could get from you know just around i don't think you're buying <laughs> you know i think you're making i think when you when you have skilled craftsmen and you're making stuff like those tanks were probably you can't see my but they were probably 14 inches okay 14 inches or something because we see gomez like pick up something in the first episode and it's right. you know, like it's the size of a 13 inch television or so you know something like that so like yeah these are like they're two feet long size. yeah they're big look like, yeah. it's a larger yeah. scale because the monsters aren't gigundo right they're big right but they're not like crazy they're not giants exactly right, right. so that's fine and, uh, but I just thought that the miniatures were very good. Yeah, but then, I don't think that's all. I don't. I think I don't think those are kits. I think everything is scratch built. I think they do a lot of kit bashing where they buy where they would would buy kits of right. and use parts of those as other things. I know they did that with the original Star Wars. Um, okay, yeah, we know that that they use just like, different parts. I think of kits a lot. Of, most of the stuff is constructed. Okay. Whole, I mean, out of whole cloth because that, you know, what what kid is going to need a two foot long tank that like the Tayama company is going to be able to mass produce a two foot a long? Two foot long. Yeah. <laughs> my brother had a nice big two foot long tank. I can give him that. Yeah, but I mean, when was that? <laughs> it was when he was I don't know five six something like that. Okay, which was you know, <sighs> late seventies, early eighties. There you go. See. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Yeah, I had a big tank, remote control tank too, but it didn't look nearly as nice as these. No, 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 no. Yeah. These are artisans, my friend. Artisans. I understand. I understand. So, anyway, uh, it does discover that Itami is the, uh, uh, he has deliberately demolished the greenhouse, enabling right. more access to the nutrient raised insects. Um, he flees the authorities, and uh, they, they all see him, they all meet up in the, uh, the molehole. Right. And uh, he gets everybody to run and leave, and he blows up the mole hole of with, with dynamite. Which um, I don't remember them setting the dynamite. No, no, no. no. There, was, there. there was Old no Chekhov's dynamite at all. Um, <laughs> not, I'm like, what's the plunger for? Wait a second. <laughs> no, once I saw the plunger, I'm like, okay, they must have set dynamite because well, God sure. forbid we take that 10 seconds to explain that they put in sure. dynamite. Sure. <laughs> but I was like, I was like, 
wait, so there's dynamite? <laughs> okay, there's dynamite, great. That's exactly and what's where it great went. is he comes out of the the cave. He, he comes out of the cave like that crazy Harry Muppet character. Yep. He's always blowing stuff up with dynamite. <laughs> all like dirty and whatnot. And he was like, I was in love with your girlfriend too. It was me. Uh, I did it. Uh, <laughs> and that's Lord. Yeah. It was pretty great. Um and what I love is that when the when the mole monster comes out and the military just start firing at it. Oh, they God. all they're doing is hitting the mountain. It's like, oh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. things never change. <laughs> just shoot everything, make the yeah. rockets hit at different parts, try not to hit the the puppet because we don't want to burn the puppet. He's don't want only, to burn the guy in it. Look, he's only <laughs> he's only like two hundred meters away from us. We can't miss at this range. Oh yeah, hold, <laughs> hold my beer, hold my Sephora. But like you said, it's basic like, bottle rockets that you can't really aim. So you're trying right. to say, try not to hit the guy. Hit everything else, no problem. Yeah. Try not I, to hit the guy. Yeah, and what, well, I mean, there's they're setting off charges and whatnot in the background right. and whatnot. But like, it's funny because you're not seeing a lot of like the whole. You're not seeing the bottle rocket effect like you see in Destroy All Monsters. And this, it's like. You see pop, 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 pop on the tanks and right. then explosions and dust and whatnot. And they're <laughs> like, oh, I wonder if the mole has the mole has fled. Then there's a little earthquake and the village is swallowed up by the ground in a really great uh, couple of well, shots. It's not, miniatures it's, crumbling. That was very, very good. And also the cave that the mole is supposed to be in yeah. is swallowed up. Right, right, somehow, right. This is supposed to be just over a volcano. Right. Well, he has hit the volcano, a volcano, um, uh, the volcanic layer. Sure. Uh huh. And we uh -huh. see all this lava come out. And what? <laughs> so we get mole soup at that point. But <laughs> what I love about it is this whole village has just been swallowed up by the earth, right? So all these people's every possession they have is now He's gone. Gone, right? So. Two scientists, um, Dr. Colonel Sanders and Stout Scientist, right. both just seem so pleased with themselves. <laughs> we got rid of the mole. Heck with the town. We got rid of the mole. Don't yeah, worry about like, We got rid of the mole. Uh, yes. He's fallen into the delight. Mm -hmm. Yes. Satisfied nodding. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to touch my belly. Mm -hmm. Yes. Exactly. And you're just like, mm. I'm going to pat myself. And you're just like, Guys, like, what are we gonna what do? What about for the a... town? Yeah. <laughs> well, guys, we're all moving to the city. I know. That's I guess. Like, but I I'm guess. a farmer, you know. <sighs> oh, I'm a local Lord. artisan that only works with wood found in this forest. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I'm out of a job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Good there Lord. had to be some guy taking a nap too, because he works night shift. You know. Of like, course. <laughs> of course. And the local shopkeepers now have a job, got to move completely. Everybody's got to How's he going to get another loan? All his inventory's gone. Exactly. Oh, I'm assuming there was one guy like, yeah, I'm telling you, there was one guy who's the night watchman someplace. Oh, yeah. And he's sleeping in and his whole house. Asleep. Yeah. And he's, but now he's in the center of the earth with the mole. It's terrible. Oh, good Lord. Now it's possible <laughs> that it's, you know, this many years on, we're overthinking it. Maybe. No, us <laughs> overthink things. No, 
Let's do our let's do our monster minute for Mongular. Um, sure. He's fifty meters tall, twenty thousand tons. Um, it is the uh, this is his only appearance. Okay, I would have um, liked to have seen this one. You know, just a regular plain old mole, giant mole somewhere else. But yeah, well, you never know. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, Mongular's roars are actually modified lion roars, and would be modified for the monster. Geronimon, the Indian monster. Um, okay. Remember who had the feathers? No, but that's fine. And he, he could, he could, he had all the like, they don't use him really because he's pretty like Geronimon and he's got like a native headdress sort of thing going and he can manipulate the feathers. Um, <sighs> I mean, you could still do it, I think. I don't, I mean. Probably not, but that's fine. It is what it is. Again, Move not, along, not Native it. American. So couldn't tell you how how on a scale of of meh to oh come on like offensive yeah, it yeah. is like I don't know <laughs> like to, I'm enough. sure that there are some things that like any group goes no that's that's perfectly fine we don't care that's, that's, yeah. that's, no no that's 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 great that, no that's that's, that's fair too, enough too, oh, come on <laughs> now really you know. Could you have not have found something slightly less offensive, please? Right. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, uh, he also has a roar similar to the sound of Gomez. Um, oh, the scene in which Mongular is killed by the military is stock footage. Stock footage, really? Patrick. I'm impressed. Of the 1956 Toho movie Rodan. I... So they took Rodan footage. Converted it to black and white, and uh, there you go. Wouldn't it have been black and white in fifty? No, Rodan was color, my friend. Oh, yes, Rodan was okay. I think. Oh, hold on! First or second color monster movie? Okay, fair enough. It's either that, or it's either Mothra or Rodan. Oh, that's super aggravating. Don't let it aggravate you. Oh, I, no, I it has to aggravate Very well not knowing. Not you, but that's, you know. <laughs> you know what I'm irritated? You start to type in Rodan, right? Right. Um, and what comes up right away? Do tell. Rodan and Fields, the skincare company. Oh, good Lord. I never heard of that one. That's yeah. fine. It's, oh, it's just a little irritating. I want the giant monster, please. Thank you. All right, 56 <laughs> was Rodan. <laughs> Are you looking for the giant monster is what it should say. <laughs> did, did you mean Godzilla's friend? Um, exactly. <laughs> Especially okay. when you type it in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. It's like based on everything else we know about you. Um, but that's uh, what happens. Yeah, Rodan was uh, 56, and uh, Mothra was 61. So, yeah, I think Rodan was the first color kaiju film. Okay, cool enough. Yeah. Cool enough. Um, and let me just close that window there. Um, and Mon Mongolar would later inspire the creation of a monster, Magrudon, whom we have not seen. Um, okay. I don't think. Um, although don't not remember. physically seen, Mongular is one of the monsters that makes up Belladora's body in Mega Monster Battle Ultra Galaxy Legends, the movie. Oh, yeah. The ones with the titles that just keep going on forever because we, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we don't really read Japanese and they just put every word they can find in it. Sure, why wouldn't you? Honestly, <laughs> why wouldn't you? Just you know, exactly. Can't, can't hurt. But yeah, there's some great <laughs> pictures of, of Mongular like 
coming out of the coming out of the um, ground and like uh, being confronted by tanks and whatnot. And okay. then you just see the butt end of him in one. And you're just like, nope, dude in a suit. <laughs> <laughs> right there he is, dude in a suit, guys. Dude in a suit. There you go. That's and then fine. There's actually a there's actually a a monster entry for the enlarged honeybee. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, let me see if it has some sort of like um what name does it give the enlarged it doesn't honey it's an enlarged tiny being oh that's all it is yeah <laughs> uh, yeah no that's a, pretty much just says hey by the way there's a big b <laughs> okay fair enough <laughs> sure sure just in case not? you didn't know there's a big b <laughs> in case you haven't watched this episode there's a b spoiler yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's another big old B. So anyway, uh, uh, I think that's good. We're gonna we're gonna take a short break, and we'll be back with uh, our episode uh, nine, which is Baron Spider. Yes, right after this. We are back with more of the sun. Your Ultraman podcast. Uh, we're going to talk about episode nine of Ultra Q, which is Baron Spider. Yeah. Uh, which is coincidentally the name of my new garage rock band. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, it's a great band name. I'll tell you what. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll give you that. <laughs> like if you're playing I've heard dirty garage, yeah. If you're playing dirty garage rock, yeah, Baron Spider. You could, you could, you could totally do like a whole like. Um, it could be all instrumental surf rock, but do it like everything's like, uh, uh, you know, spider webs and, and sure, the sure. haunted mansions and stuff. You could do that. <laughs> 227, 1966. Hajime Subaraya is our director. Oh, there we go. Uh, yep. Tetsuo Kinjo is the screenplay special skill director. Hajime Kozumi. Um, it is the ninth episode of Ultra Q, as we say. Um, there's a party one night, and uh, well, let's open up on our cold open, which uh, has some guys in a lighthouse getting a phone call. They're like, "Hey, somebody says the lighthouse, the light looks weird, and well, the captain's <coughs> not happy about it because it's foggy." And These were the actual lighthouse keepers, is where I right. went back when they well, actually they had keepers for the lighthouses. You know, right when that was an actual job. There, is that not a job anywhere anymore? No, because now everything's electric. Okay. Oh, yeah. Good point. You know, when you actually had to bring oil up to the lighthouse, you had to have a guy do oh, that. Oh, I didn't know that's why they were there. I just figured there was, you know, somebody had to be there for purposes, reasons. No, no, no. If you ever go to the Sandy Hook Lighthouse. And I have. Okay. Have you ever actually gone on the actual tour of the thing? The, I look, believe I have. I yeah, have retained he, obviously none of it, but obviously none of it. Yeah. There <laughs> had to be guys that would bring two buckets of different sorts of oil at first, oh. you know, oil, oil, and then kerosene and whatever to the top of the lighthouse to actually keep the thing burning. Oh, that's neat. Yeah. Welcome to the lighthouse talk with your host, Pat Rooney. <laughs> well, when you actually do the lighthouse challenge that I've done yeah. like two or three times, I was going to say, Pat is, Pat is a lighthouse junkie. I am. I really sounds, do love that sounds house. terrible for some reason. I don't know why. 
Oh, he's yeah, one of those I smoke bull- lighthouses. He's one of those <laughs> lighthouse junkies. You gonna trust him? If I could live in a house near a lighthouse, <laughs> I would love it. If I could be like a lighthouse Dude, keeper at yeah, one point, I, I would. I know it. you would because you'd be like, oh, sweet silence for at least the next eight <laughs> hours. No one can get to me. Exactly. No one's climbing all these stairs. This is fantastic. <laughs> the sound well, of the. the- Expand <laughs> the foghorn, relax. The problem would be the light would be annoying because it has to spin around so you know. Depending hey, on sunglasses, the light. you're fine. No, no, not just sunglasses. You're well, talking helmet. ridiculously, <laughs> basically, <laughs> darkness mask of some sort. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Welding helmet, you're fine. Who cares? You're all right. Oh. <laughs> Good Lord. Those gotta be. Those things gotta be dark. Um, they are, but you still see light through them, so that way you can actually see what you're welding and all. I know. I almost went to. I almost took a, started taking a class in welding. Um, oh, good lord! Yeah, when I worked at my old uh, at my old uh, machine shop, um, the foreman was like, "Hey, you want to learn how to weld?" And I was like, "Yes." <laughs> I was like, "Do I?" <laughs> I'm like, hell yeah, yes, they're paying for it, sure. I was like, "Hell yes, I want to learn how to weld." They're like, "All right, well, we'll tell, send you to welding school, or at least some classes." And then, of course, uh, all the work went away, and I got laid off. So, like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. hold on, that did not <laughs> help. Yeah. yeah. So, what are you going to do? Not um, much. Not no, much. nothing you can do. Um, exactly. Yeah. So anyway, there's these two guys in the lighthouse, and they get a phone call, and they're like, "Yeah, the guy. Somebody says go go upstairs and check the uh, check the light because something's wrong." And, right. Uh, it's you know, and this is weird because it's foggy out, and he doesn't. They're real ticked off. I'm like, yeah, okay. And well, it the, is a lighthouse. You do need a lighthouse in fog. That's, yeah, that's its whole purpose. Yeah. So he goes upstairs, and uh, you know, in an episode called Baron Spider, you just know it's going to be a big spider. Of course. <laughs> We're just putting right that we're putting that right there on Front Street. Yeah. <laughs> Before the intro, in the cold open, there will be a spider. Okay, yeah. sure. <laughs> and it's big, and it just eats this dude apparently, or at least right. um, attacks at least him. Attacks him, right? Yeah. So you know, then we go into our uh, theme song. You know, so um, and it's all spooky. And there's plastic spiders and webs. And right. Yeah, right. It's the, it's the best mix of creepy and corny that, that you would expect. Yeah, oh yeah. 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 Absolutely. I liked. I do like the fact that they try to show different parts of the story you're about to see mm-hmm. in the intro as they're playing that music. Yeah. So, they're hints. They're exactly. Hints. Yeah. Which is very very cool. Yeah. But go ahead. It's the, it's the cilantro of uh, <laughs> just a little bit, a little bit, a little spice. Um, yes. So they coming home from a party one night. June and company become lost on the outskirts of Tokyo, where there is apparently a swamp. Um, of course. Look, sure I'm not is. saying there isn't. I'm, I don't know <laughs> enough Japanese. Uh, someone will correct this. I I know that. Oh no, no, they won't correct this because you're not really supposed to care that much that they're in the middle of nowhere near a lighthouse, near a swamp. Yeah. Just there they go. Yeah, okay. so they're, and he they're took a shortcut. G- right. So that's how we got there. And I don't know why they're going. I think they're, I thought they were going to a part or going to somewhere. And then they're like, nah. They never I, really explain why they're driving. Just the fact that they 
are driving. That's right. So, um, okay, fine. Mm. So they 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 get a little lost. They're like, all right, we're gonna go uh, Ipe and uh, the other one of the guys from the car, other car, go looking, um, see if they can figure get their bearings. And um, uh, and the driver the of the swamp. other car is like, hey, at least we have these sandwiches from the party. Yeah, of course. So, of um, course. And he takes a bite out of the hugest leftover sandwich you've ever seen. Um, <laughs> You mean when you walk out of parties, Texas toast, gi- white bread, you've ever like, <laughs> you don't take giant sandwiches wrapped up with you in, in, the, in a handkerchief. Like that's the best part. Like it's not, <laughs> I mean, plastic bags weren't a thing. I get it. That's fine. You we didn't have a Ziploc Tupperware. Maybe hadn't made its way over to Japan at this point. Not you know. yet. Not yet. <laughs> also, if the party's as far away as this, you're not going to lend somebody a good Tupperware. Here, no, take my, you'll here. never get it back. Yeah, Exactly. <laughs> We're not giving the casserole dish, Ted. Well, I'm sorry. They need to take home sandwiches. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, um, man, I tell you, I was listening to one of our episodes the other day, and my sinuses were so bad. I'm like, uh, I sound like a Kofi. Yeah. It's terrible. I try not to point out when you're snorting the whole time, but that's oh, okay. God, it was brutal. I'm listening to it, and I'm like, <laughs> They're, they're going to be like, oh, well, obviously the guy who's the head host of the Science Patrol podcast. Snorts a lot. Horrifying cocaine <laughs> problem. Just, just crippling drug No, problem. you just had a cold. That's all it was. Just, no, it's just, <laughs> but, my sciences are forever like that. It's awful. Yeah. Um, but anyway, go again. <laughs> yeah. So uh, they're like, all right, we're going we're gonna to try to, do, you know, so Ipe and Takahara fall into the marsh and they, they get him out. And they're like, oh, there's a light up ahead. And they find like this abandoned Western style mansion. Right. And this is a giant mansion. Now I get the fact that it's not real. That was obvious that it wasn't a real thing. But the fact that they built this miniature to look like it was real. Uh You know, I'd give them that. Oh, no, they built it for two reasons, Pat. They built it to look like it was real. And they built it to just... Point it to the ground. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. Which I (laughs) get. I give them that fact. (laughs) Yeah. Good stuff. So uh, they go in, they uh, start lighting up candles. And my first thought was, sure, he's got matches. I'm like, oh, no, it's the 60s. Everybody smokes. It's fine. (laughs) Of of course he has matches. (laughs) And not just regular little matches. He had an actual big old lighter oh did he oh I yeah he had a big old lighter no okay. no it was a big old lighter yeah but again like sense. i said it everybody was smokes 60s. everybody smokes everybody smokes you had and a you'll lighter see, you'll see japanese movies where guys are smoking in places where you're like you should you be smoking in there exactly exactly <laughs> really you guys smoked. everybody smoked They're like well we just bottle oxygen here what's the point you know like, <laughs> <laughs> Everything's under a lot of pressure. What's what are you trying to make? You know, yeah, what are you trying to say here? Yeah. <laughs> oh, what are you one of those combustion conspiracy theorists? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> what you think you know science better than I do? Yes, tiny yes. Bit. Just a tiny, point. tiny bit. Yeah. Oh, what are you? Oh. What are you one of those exploding guys? Uh, yeah. A little bit. <laughs> yeah. God no. No ashtrays. Remember, oh, people no. would smoke in the grocery store. Uh huh. Uh-huh. And just be walking through the grocery store and just cigarette butts were on the ground. Everywhere. You're like, like what yeah. the f- we, 
you know, and there's constantly people like, I wish we could go back to those days. And I'm like, why? We were gross. Yeah. Yeah. We're not much better now, but you read all these things of the old days were better. I'm like, well, when factories could belch smoke. Dude, we are, no. we are light years better. But we're light years better, but we're not where we need to be. But yes. Like people, I, I we had a guy in my one of my old offices. Um, we're, you're not allowed to smoke, but that does stop anyway. this guy. His entire office, he smoked a pipe to boot. So, oh, so smoke everywhere. Yeah, just every it just, and it was that like sickening sweet pipe tobacco. Uh huh. Uh huh. And he used to wear a three piece suit to work. Oh, right? that's got to stink too. Three piece suit. Never wore shoes. Oh, once great. He got in the office, so he would take his shoes off, and and he had like big uh, Charles Nelson Riley style glasses. glasses. Right? Oh, the thick Coke bottle bottoms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> you got a picture of this guy, redhead, big, tall, red-haired guy, um, had the comb over, right? Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And loud and boisterous, and he would yell at people and, oh, and great. start fights with the other. Start fights with, like, the CEO. Oh, no, 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 no. That's when you get fired. That's no, because he was fired. the only guy. He He built the network himself oh so he knew the network inside and out nobody else could fix it the way he could i got he you. programmed it so like if you made a mistake while you were typing a command it would say say it again and say it right this time oh good god oh yeah so he was oh, a, god. so he was snarky and everything else um i don't know what happened to that guy i assume he i, I assume he's dead he's gotta be dead <laughs> 40 years ago the guy's gotta be dead probably um, probably yeah or <laughs> someone just smoked him. I don't know. Disappeared in a puff of smoke. We've never seen him again. Yeah. Uh, so when, I, I remember when we moved, they gave him a new officer. They're like, you're totally not allowed to smoke in here because if you do, the smoke alarms will go off and the entire floor will, have will be, be doused in chemicals or uh, sprinklers or whatever. And he was like, what? It. And they're like, yep. Yeah, that's one was, way to get him to stop smoking. He was not sure. But anywho. Let's get back to our story because I veered off way too far off. That's what we um, do. That's yeah. That's what we do. Um, so they go into this place. They light up some candles. They put the one guy on the couch. Um, right, because when they pulled him out of the swamp, both he and Ipe were soaked because, of course, the swamp is bottomless. <laughs> the bottomless <laughs> swamp. Can you just say deep? We couldn't <laughs> feel the bottom. It's a bottomless swamp. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, maybe anyway. endless servings. You would you like yes. more swamp? We have more. <laughs> Bottomless. You know, there oh, it's, a, it's a, you know. Um, <laughs> so, all right, fine. Um, so they they get in there. They're trying to keep the guy warm. And uh, uh, June remembers the tale of a spider baron, the man who lived in a similarly styled dwelling and harbored a bizarre attraction to various spiders from around the world. Right. Now, legend has it that the Baron's only daughter was killed on her wedding day um, by a poisonous tarantula. Of course. The tarantulas are not known to be particularly dangerous to humans. But yes, they are. They're, they're very poisonous. I don't think they're that yes, bad. Yes, they are. Why do people have pet tarantulas? I don't answer that question, but they are deadly. They are quite deadly. Yeah, they're 
their venom is deadly, and their teeth are long enough to actually pierce the skin. Most poisonous spiders' teeth aren't long enough to pierce skin. Tarantulas are. Okay. Tarantulas give some people the creeps because of their large, hairy bodies and legs. Right. Um, but these spiders are actually harmless to humans, except oh, for a painful bite. And their mild venom is weaker than a typical bee's. Oh, okay. I thought they were. I thought they were poisonous. Yeah. <laughs> you is okay. incorrect. I was incorrect. Uh, That's fine. But uh, let's see. I also want to look up what is what is the most poisonous spider? Uh, it is, it is the black widow. It is. I got it. It's Boneutria. Okay. Never heard of that. Uh, it is on the list of the nine of the world's deadliest spiders. Black Widow's on it. Um, okay. Uh, there are 43,000 different species of spiders in the world. There you go. That's interesting. Only, only uh, apparently 30, one-tenth of one percent have been responsible for human deaths. Brown yes. recluse? Yes. Brown recluse. The Brazilian wandering spider. That's the big <laughs> one. Uh, you don't want that because he wanders around. You never know where they're going to be. Never know where he's going to be. Frequently but basically, found the spider has to on be banana leaves. Oh, good lord! The spider well, has like to be the, big enough to have long enough teeth to be able to pierce your skin. That's usually the problem. Well, black widows are teeny tiny. They just happen to have big. The wolf big spider. Fans. Well, the wolf spider. I didn't think they were really that dangerous. I've oh, seen wow. tons of that. Um, uh, the brown widow. There you go. Okay. Fair the enough. red widow. These widows, these aggressive yeah. widow spiders. The <laughs> red back spider. And uh, the funnel web spider. Oh, the funnel spider. Yeah. That's from okay. Australia, but everything in Australia. Anything in Australia is definitely. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we don't want. <laughs> nobody's asking for that. Nope. Nope. But uh, well, that was so when they had that. talking uh, about. Yeah, go ahead. When they had Peppa Pig and there was a friendly oh, spider, yeah, yeah, yeah. they couldn't mm -hmm. play that episode in Australia because everything's deadly and the spiders right. most, most of all. Well, there was a cute <sighs> video online of a little kid, like little, like little toddler girl, walking up to anything that looked like hand sanitizer box, yeah. like sticking her hand under it and just doing this. Right, like rubbing her hands, and it was it was everything. It was like a light switch. It was, oh. um, you know, just anything that was a box on a wall. She right, would do right. it. And it was adorable. Like she was going up to like sprinklers outside. You know, like some guy was like, "You know that kid's not Australian because they'd be dead." Exactly. <laughs> like, oh God, there's like six different things that hide under things just like that that kill people every year. And I'm just like, <laughs> I'd love to go to Australia, and yet no. <laughs> I'd love to go to Australia if it wasn't an all-day flight. <laughs> yeah, there's that too. Exactly. Yeah, yeah there's that too. And it's, ah. it's, it'd be one of those things where, like, I'd love to go to Australia or Japan or something like that, but how can I leave everybody else home? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> People are like, "Would you rob your child of that experience?" Yes. Yes, I would, um, because <laughs> I would be robbing everyone on the flight the experience of my kid on an airplane, which <laughs> I can't imagine being great. Um, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me, guys. It's not a pay. It's not a trade you guys would be willing to make. Exactly. <laughs> so anyway, Baron, the Baron spiders, um, or the spider Baron's only daughter, was killed by a poisonous tarantula, and she was reborn as a spider herself, driving her father insane. Right. Um, 
Now, before long, June and the others are attacked by two giant tarantulas. Well, uh, what they have to do is they find the one, not Ipe, but the other guy that's sick on the couch. They start to look around for medicine for him. Yeah, that or was water. their whole plot point of getting around. <laughs> and what do they find? A wine cellar. Woo! Yeah, of course. <laughs> Don't doesn't everybody in a giant mansion have a wine cellar? I thought that one was... would assume that there was a wine <laughs> cellar. Right? Look, I've only known one person literally with a mansion. Okay, okay. fair enough. I, and, and they had and a wine yes, cellar. They had a wine cellar. Yes. Um, in their previous house, they had a secret passage Ooh. between two cellars. Ooh. Yeah, like you. The, <laughs> yeah, I can his, see that as being his, fun. The second mansion that they owned had a turret. Oh, good lord. Like, literal spiral staircase you went up to, and there were two bedrooms up there. Nice. Yep. Nice. It was it was mental. Um, this was the house that I think I, I may have told you the story about, that we never went up to the third floor because it was so dark and creepy. <laughs> um, I would have gone up there in a heartbeat. I love no, you wouldn't have. Enough. It was terrifying. Uh, <laughs> uh, we were 10. And, okay, different story. Yeah. No, it wasn't like... <laughs> I wasn't an adult. Like I was, you know, like, you're I was like, come on guys, let's go. No, this was like, <laughs> you're standing at the bottom of, and the staircases were mansion staircases. So they were super oh, gigantic. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And literally the light stopped three quarters of the way of the staircase. And it was uh, pitch black darkness. after that. Yeah. Gotcha. Because that's where the monsters were kept. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> of course. There was nothing but wall-to-wall Draculas up there. I'm telling you. <laughs> Just absolute. <coughs> we had no idea. I'm like, what's up there? He's like, I don't know. I haven't been up there. What are you crazy? Like, <laughs> like, what if there's cool stuff up there? He's like, what if there's monsters? I'm like, well, you make a good you point. Got a point. <laughs> yeah. So that's the only guy I ever knew that had uh, literally owned a mansion. I gotcha. I yep. gotcha. Oh, his law. Uh, let me just. Back then, his father owned the mansion. Owned the mansion, right. Yeah. If he was 10, he didn't own the mansion. Yeah, his father and his super hot Swedish stepmom. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> let me tell you something, 40 years later, and I still remember that stepmom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Oh, yeah, my goodness. Um, it, it does explain why the, why the, no, she wasn't Swedish, she was Norwegian. I was going to say, which explains why I find the Norwegian girl from, Troll hunter, so uh, attractive. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. Ticks a lot of boxes, is what I'm saying. <laughs> I gotcha. Yeah, I gotcha. So, anyway, um, they start telling the story, and the girls are like, Don't try to scare us, you jerk. And then, of course, they he sees the spider at the top of a canopy bed. I don't know why you'd be falling asleep in that bed anyway. I have no uh, idea. That was the one thing I really, I mean, he looked out the window, saw the lighthouse, okay, and then woke up in a bed. I think well, he sat. Uh, he sat down on the bed. I remember that. Okay. And like, I think but it was one of those asleep? like. Been an exciting night, Pat. I don't know. That's the only thing I can tell you. Uh, I guess. I mean, I tend not to fall asleep in other people's houses that I don't know without an invitation. Right. I've done it if I'm invited. Let alone without an invitation. Yeah. Let yeah. alone creepy mansions. Yeah, breaking into a house to fall asleep in? No, I don't think so. Yeah. And we also see, uh, at one point, Chekhov's knife appears. Um, Somebody finds a nice, fancy, gleaming knife. 
uh, of course, farting around like, oh, I'll cut you, I'll cut you. Oh, and everybody's like, no, don't be a jerk. Eh. Oh, Meanwhile, please. now somebody was like, I'll cut you. I was like, I will punch your teeth out. Stop. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Me. Stop fake threatening me with that knife. <laughs> so Do you like having all of your teeth? <laughs> exactly. Right? So the two spiders show up and uh, start trying to eat various members of our party. Not of succeeding, course. by the way. Uh, my guess is that they were too sluggish from being full from eating lighthouse keepers. Probably, probably. Like, now, you know, the one we really thing should is... web these guys up and save them for later, but I'm so bloated. Oh, <laughs> I think one of those lighthouse guys had turkey. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired. Oh. The tryptophan is really yeah. hitting me at the right place. Oh. <laughs> Can you go? No, I had some too. It's terrible. All right. <laughs> so uh, it's great. Um, the the spiders are these big giant marionettes with light up eyes. Well, it's just the one marionette. There's oh, not yeah, two. Okay. There's not things. two. Yes. Yeah. But I'm saying the spiders are played much like Michelle on Full House is played by two Olsen twins. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. is the reverse of that. Reverse. Two different spiders yeah. played by the same marionette. The two different. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And let me tell you, how great was the the marionette work as it was descending on the web? Oh, that was so room. well done. And the fact that they kept the marionette off the floor so they could move the legs individually. Yep. yep. That was so well done. I yeah. really give them that kind of the, all the stupid little things that make it look realistic are yeah. what help. They yeah. really do. So they they're like uh, June kills one of them with a knife. Uh, the uh, previously uh, mentioned Chekhov's uh, knife. Of course, and, uh, of course. What was great is he throws it and hits it in the ceiling. Like, Of course. Just because you can aim a <laughs> knife that you haven't practiced with that well. Of course. of course. Which is not a throwing knife. It's a stabbing knife. It's got yeah, like the health on it and everything. The little <laughs> guard. But yeah, okay, but that's an action movie trope. We'll, we accept it. We'll let it go. Have right. to. Then uh, they get to their cars with the second spider in close pursuit. The bridge is sinking into the swamp. Um, well, that that was the question I had. Yeah, yeah. Are they going to walk across the bridge that's sinking, or are they going to drive away in their car? Because they tend to do both. They walk across the sinking bridge first. To, the, to their cars. To their cars. But then the spider, this biggest spider, would not be able to walk on water. No. No. It would sink into the water because its you legs aren't. Yeah. You would think. I alas, do think. Alas. <laughs> apparently, the surface tension of this swamp is top notch. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And uh, so it, it, oh. you know, it's in hot pursuit. The the uh, one party gets in their car and they're like, we're going. Broom. Then Jude's yep. car, of yep. course, does not want to start right away. And I'm like, well, that's what you get for seeking safety in an open-top vehicle. Um, exactly. Exactly. And the spider actually climbs to the windshield right. before they can actually drive away. How bad okay. did you want them to turn the windshield wipers on? <laughs> like, <laughs> I thought about it. <laughs> Just the like spray. Sporty stuff, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the one guy, like, what are you doing? He goes, I thought it might help. You know, <laughs> it At that point, it can't yeah. hurt. So then they, oh. they drive away, the, the spider falls off, and they run it out, run, run half of its legs over. Right, right. And that, that kills it. So when they when they catch up to the other car, they're like, look, the house is on fire and crumbling, you know. So they, now, my question was, yeah, yeah. I, I understand the house is going to burn once it starts to crumble. Sure. How does it start to crumble? 
To the curse of the Baron Spike. Ah, ah, there you go. Just hit the science bell for me, please. Just because sure. science. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, that maybe maybe Baron Spider's essence was keeping the building together. Maybe. Sure. <laughs> it's, as, uh, maybe? it's as believable as every other theory. Yeah, then, and, but boy, the, the miniature mansion getting burned up and collapsing is tippity top notch. Very well done. That is super well done. But what Absolutely. I really love the real the real icing on the cake of this episode is they're like, look. And so they're, they get out of the car and they look, and it looks like they've driven a safe 11 feet away from that other spider. <laughs> yep. Yep. We're forever away. Oh, look, yeah. it's right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like you could spit on it and probably hit it. You know? Probably like, hit it. <laughs> yeah. So the mansion Absolutely. crumbles into the swamp, leaving nary a trace of its existence. Oh, good God. Sure. Sure. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's do a monster uh, minute on the old uh, terrain spider there. Yeah. Uh, he's five meters tall, 100 kilos, planet Earth. Um, his only appearance. That's Wait, you, how tall did you say it was? You said it weighed five kilos, but how tall did you say it was? Five meters? No, it could be from, that could be leg span. That's not five meters. That's five feet. Five meters is 15 feet. There's no way that thing was 15 feet. Yeah, good point. Well, look, I can only give you the data that was given to me by the fine people at the Ultraman Wiki. If they had said five feet, I would have bought it five meters. I can't buy. They but that's measure, fine. They don't measure anything in feet. This is, you know. I know. I'm just saying. <laughs> A natural giant found by zoologists. The tarantula sure. was taken from its home and placed in the cottage by the ocean. One night inside the cottage, the two the zoologists went to check on their new discovery. However, when one of them went to the attic, the tarantula appeared out of nowhere and attacked them. After the venom killed the first security zoologist. Sure. Did sure. you know that was a job you could have? Uh, I did not know, but it's security a job I need to get now. I don't know about that. They seem to get killed a lot. I need just, that job. I'm basing <laughs> that on this and the ones that all died at the beginning of Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> need i point out the movie cat people as well um don't think security. i've seen that one. Oh, it's great you should see it if you haven't seen it definitely i'll lend it to you it's great um it's very creepy psychological horror um, yeah i think you and, told me about it but i just haven't seen it that's and funny. the sequel is real good too even though it's completely mental i think you've different that no, i don't know if well. it's but if, if by mental you mean it's all very deeply psychological and traumatic, yes. Um, but not crazy, crazy. Um, okay. But yeah, it's good stuff. Um, the uh, other security zoologist attempts to flee in terror from the tarantula, only to be caught from. Oh, who's this? Oh, it's not me. No, it's all good. Um, you know what we're going to do? We're going to put that on the old vibrate. You'd like we should have? Yeah. <laughs> I forget it's Sunday. Who's calling? Nobody. <laughs> Obviously, somebody. <laughs> this is true. Um, oh, so they're saying that the people at the lighthouse are security zoologists. I don't know what that's like. No, no. I'm going to go with that. They were lighthouse keepers, like the last of the dying breed. I mean, what if they were, what if they were moonlighting as security zoologists? <laughs> Because you know, lighthouse sure. keeping ain't paying what it used to. So no, no, it used to, to take... be you could actually have an actual life as a lighthouse keeper. 
because you were getting a free house and a small salary and whatever. So you could live your life and grow, have, you know, raise your family in a lighthouse. You could do that. And listen, you get your house for free and all you have to do is keep the lighthouse and you get paid a little bit of a salary. I'm good with that. All right. Let me give you the worst piece of trivia. And I don't mean worst as in, well, that's dumb, but worst as in, that's horrifying. Go ahead. To avoid being burnt, the actors that got sprayed in the face with the spider's webbing wore fireproof nylon over the tops of their heads, as evidenced by their hair being unusually flat in some scenes. This is because the spider's webbing is actually melted styrofoam. What? (laughs) Holy nonsense. Oh, that's so dangerous. Holy cow. Holy cow. (coughs) That makes me wonder if when they do um when they do the Mothra caterpillars and like the giant spiders in uh, a lot of the Godzilla movies. Yeah. Yeah. What if that's the same thing? Being that AG Subarea handles the effects for them, I'm going to say maybe so. Probably, but that's deadly dangerous. Holy Hence cow. the fireproof nylon over the tops of their heads. Oh good God. That's insane. Wow. Whatever. Wow. Whatever. That That's is something crazy. else. That is something else. That absolutely is. Good lord. Yeah. So yeah, those were those were our two episodes, which were way better, I thought, than last week's um goofy episodes. Just yeah. Last week's everybody's having mushrooms episodes. Like, yeah. 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 We're all I hopped up on two episodes. I give these two episodes A the mole really looked effective. Yeah. B the spider was very very ex- effective even and though it was super, a marionette. And super creepy. Like it yeah. was very good. the atmospheric good. I really liked well done. the fact that they didn't have an actual person inside the spider yeah. gave it more of a realistic look sure. just the fact that it was a marionette. Good job Hajime Suburaya. There you go. Our director. Just, yeah. There you go. Fair enough. Nice work. Nice work. Um, oh, I have to I have a correction. Go for it. Just, well, hold on. I have to find it because I don't Uh-oh. keep Facebook open on the laptop because it tends to, if it's been open for any particular length of time, it tends to make everything else lag. Ah, uh, um, gotcha. Because it's a, it is a huge resource suck on this laptop. Yes, it certainly is. You pointed out that you have to get a new laptop. Yeah. But that it also costs a couple hundred dollars that you don't have. So that's the way yeah. it goes. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Let's see here. Uh, <sighs> what did we? What did we get wrong? Amazingly, because we oh, don't know what. No, that's what I got. So, Casey uh, Hendricks on the on the uh, Facebook, Facebook group, page, host of Ultraman A to Set, says the distinction between Kuhn and Chan are not necessarily the level of affection, but based on gender. Kuhn is usually reserved for males, while Chan is used for females. Although okay. not completely unheard of to hear the opposite. One used in certain contexts, both Kuhn and Chan are used as informal honorifics for peers as well as superiors addressing inferiors like a boss to employees or teachers to students. Okay. Michan's, Michan's usage of Kuhn to Ipe does not denote a lack of familiarity. It is actually the opposite. 
The Japanese language is set on the hierarchy of society where you use completely different grammar structures and even verbs, depending on who you're talking to and what you're talking or who you're talking about. Okay. I've studied it for two and a half years and I still barely get it. <laughs> so okay. there you go. Fair enough. <laughs> little denial, Thank right? you for the correction. We yeah. appreciate it. We don't know what we're doing. We'll admit that. We don't speak oh, Japanese. Yeah. Enthusiasts, not experts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, that's about it. So uh, rate, review, and subscribe. Tell your friends. Tell anybody. Rent a billboard. Give them a fancy skyrocket. Yeah, tell people you, you don't like. Why not? <laughs> You're like, you know what show you would hate? The science world. They're like, well, I don't like this guy. He must be trying to keep me from something good. First psychology. I like there it. There you go. <laughs> I like it. And uh, we're going to give you the suicide prevention hotline uh, just in case you feel like you need it. It's a, it is 1 800. Yep. 1 800 273 8255. They're 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Yep. So and if you need somebody to talk to, they're always there. Someone will, someone will talk to you. Um, and with that, on behalf of the Science Patrol, I am Rich Conroy. I'm Pat Rooney. Sally Forth, you guys. Take care, everybody. Bring back Bob. Music for this podcast is provided by Terminal Sunburn. Visit terminalsunburn.bandcap.com. Post production by Casey Kittle for Faces for Radio Productions. Visit us on the web at ultramanpodcast.com or find us on Facebook. Our email address is ultramanpodcast at gmail.com. The Science Patrol can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and wherever else you find your podcasts. Please rate, review, and subscribe. Until next time, for the Science Patrol, I'm Gretchen Brooks from the Kaiju Cast. <laughs> <laughs>